My next guest is a success mentor who is passionate about empowering women to courageously practice self-love so that they may experience power, freedom, and resilience in life. Please welcome Rebecca Whitman. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Anna. It's so great to be here. Yay, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to get to know you. So please share with us who you are, what you do. Give us all the details. Absolutely. My name is Rebecca Whitman. I'm a success mentor. And I am passionate about empowering women to go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I actually host a podcast called Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. And I've also written a book called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And my philosophy is I divide life into seven areas of alignment. And when all seven areas are in alignment, then life just works and you can create whatever that is you want to create, whether that's a six or seven figure income, your dream relationship, your best physical shape. So I'm all about getting your life aligned and having fun as you're on the path of entrepreneurship. That's amazing. I love that so much. So I'm curious to know what those areas are. So you talked about the seven areas of alignment. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that? (laughs) Absolutely. So the first one is spirituality. And that to me, they're in order of importance. Because if you're connected to your spirituality, whatever that is for you, it could be, you know, yoga, God, religion, animals, nature. For me, it's love because God is love. When I'm connected to that, I have a great day. So I really am a huge believer in starting your day with your connection to your spirituality. The second thing is your fitness. So that is really, really important because health is wealth. If you don't have your health and you don't have your energy, how can you, you know, create a business? How can you enjoy life and be successful? So that's the second thing. And I, after the morning practice of spirituality, I do believe in working out in the morning. I believe in body before business. Uh, The third thing is your emotional life. So being emotionally centered and calm because you don't want to go into your your work day or a business meeting out of balance in your emotions. So I'm really big about finding your emotional alignment. Um, The next thing is romance. So romance affects finance. So it's so important to be with a supportive, loving, romantic partner 
The next area is mental. So I love your podcast, Anna, because people are working on their mental growth yeah. and expansion. There's so <laughs> many ways to learn and expand and grow. There's podcasts like this one and different YouTube videos and different you know, seminars mm-hmm. and so much is available now. Um, the next thing is social. So your vibe attracts your tribe. You know, they say your income is the average of the five people you spend the most time with socially. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to be with people who have the same goals and who are holding you high. And then finally, the last one <laughs> is financial. And once you have all the other six areas in alignment, it's so much easier to manifest the lifestyle and the abundance that you want financially. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love all of this. And I'm particularly interested in one of them. And it's the emotional aspect of life, but also in business, because I feel like this is a huge part of growing a sustainable business is being able to be emotionally intelligent. And Mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk about that more. Emotions are so important because when you're building a business, what you're really building is relationships, right? So your relationships come from how you connect with people and how you connect with people comes from how you connect with yourself, your own inner dialogue. So the first thing you want to do is talk to yourself with loving kindness. A lot of people, including myself, are recovering perfectionists. So I used to constantly Mm -hmm. beat myself up about not being enough, you know, and I I took the words Mm -hmm. could have, would have, and should have out of my vocabulary totally because I found that when I was saying, oh, I could have done this, I would have done that, I should have done that, those are words that are totally beating myself up. So I am, you know, Mm -hmm. loving myself for being imperfectly and for being perfectly imperfect. So I am striving for imperfection. I am not a mistake if I make a mistake. That's one of my favorite affirmations, Mm -hmm. striving for imperfection. So once I speak to myself with loving kindness, I can then be open-hearted and really connect with people. And people are really looking for love. You know, whether they're buying a product, a good or a service, they're really looking for Mm -hmm. that love and connection. It's such a competitive market. You know, there's so many products, there's so many coaches, there's so many consultants they're going to go with the one they feel the most connection Mm. with. Oh my gosh, this is so true. And I actually talked about this this week. It's freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was talking about the fact that, you know, you cannot just post content and not create those relationships and those connections with people. Like it goes hand in hand. So I'm glad you brought that up because I truly do believe in that. And I'm curious to know, like, what would be the first step for someone to truly practice that self-love and knowing that they're wordy? Um, I feel like that's a huge thing as well, because until you don't believe it for yourself and you see it for yourself, it's going to be hard to take those steps in your business and grow it and for it to become sustainable, right? Yeah, the first thing to practice self-love is, I think, just to have a morning practice. So whether that's lighting a candle or I like doing 10 minutes of yoga, you know, reading something from a spiritual literature, there's a lot of like daily meditation and daily prayer books, writing in a journal, there's so many different ways to just connect with your own inner self. And you start building a relationship with your inner self the same way you would with anyone else. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes patience. 
and you just keep going inward and connecting. I love meditation. Meditation is so amazing. And now there's uh, so many different apps out there where you can just sit there and listen to guided meditations. So I really like Insight Timer app, but there's other apps. There's Unplugged. There's so many. And Mm -hmm. these are all ways where you can cultivate a loving relationship with yourself. But it's about slowing down. I used to be running so fast, Anna, like especially pre-COVID, I was Mm -hmm. running so fast that I just lost the relationship with myself. I was running from event to event. And now that things have really slowed down and we're all working from home still, we can really take a few mm-hmm. minutes in the morning and cultivate that relationship with self. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like so many people will relate to this. Um, I'm guilty of this too. So thank you yeah. so much for doing doing this type of work and helping these women really realize that it's important to slow down and reconnect with ourselves. Um, and I'm curious to know more about your own story. Like growing up, did you imagine you'd be doing what you're doing today? <laughs> Well, I always thought I'd be a movie star when I was uh, three years old. It's way before your time, but there was a show on TV called Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be the character Ginger <laughs> who played the movie star. Are you familiar with the show? No, I'm not, but it sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun show. So anyway, I always thought I'd be a movie star. Then I went to Princeton University and I thought, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer I took the LSAT and I was like, oh my God, this hurt my brain to think this logically. I don't ever want to think this logically again. So even though I did well on the LSAT, much to my parents' chagrin, I decided not to go to law school. Then I moved to New York City to pursue acting and I didn't want to be a waitress with a Princeton degree. So I went to the help wanted section. So again, back in ancient history, when they didn't have, you know, everything online, we used to actually get the newspaper to see what jobs were. (laughs) And I circled an ad that said, circle me. And it said, if you sell these products, you know, you can like make 5,000 a month. And I was like, wow, I will sell nutrition, weight loss, Mm -hmm. supplements, air filtration, whatever it was, if I can make five grand a month and set my own schedule. So that kind of started my journey into entrepreneurship. Mm. I signed up for my first network marketing company. And although I did not, you know, retire from it or become a millionaire or anything like that, I got really invaluable information because I took seminar after seminar with self-made millionaires. And they taught me how to do a presentation. They taught me how to do a sales pitch. They taught me how to lead other people And it was that, God, I was in that network marketing company for five and a half years. It was that information that I used to create the the wealth and abundance that I've created in other industries. So it's pretty awesome. Now I'm back in network marketing, you know, 25 years later. So (laughs) things are going full circle, but that's just one of my five income streams. So I really believe in having multiple income streams and it's really worked for me. Wow, that's amazing. Your journey is so inspiring. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us more about like, where would someone start to get more income streams in? Like, what's a good way to start in it and maybe research new ways to get some income in? Yeah, well, the first thing is to find out like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. Are you passionate about dogs? You know, maybe you should start a dog walking business. Are you passionate about cars? 
Maybe you should look into like going to the auto actions and being a broker. Like, are you passionate about decorating? Maybe you can like take a course online about how to be an interior decorator. Like, I think that's the most important thing um, because you want to take your passion to profit. So start with your passion. And then of course there is network marketing, which I talk about in my book. It is the most inexpensive way to launch a business that can create wealth. One out of every four self-made millionaires are from network marketing in this country. And that is all about finding a product that you're passionate about. And there's everything in the world out there in network marketing from legal services to makeup to nutritional supplements to like lingerie. Like literally there's everything under the sun. So find something that you're passionate about. And then the next step is mentorship because you don't have to figure this out alone. You're listening to this podcast. You know, you're obviously forward thinking. Do you know the average podcast listener, Anna, makes 200000 a year? Wow. No, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So podcast listeners are definitely open for mentorship. Yeah. So find a coach, find a mentor. They say if you find someone who has what you want, if you do what they did, mm-hmm. you can get what they got. So yeah. just find someone who has already done it and follow their path and just just follow the yellow brick road, as they say, or follow the recipe. You don't have to reinvent the wheel if you find a good mentor or coach. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with you on this one. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So what would you say is your greatest accomplishment um, in your multiple streams or in your life that you'd like to share with us? Oh, you're, that's a great question. I've been on so many podcasts. I've never been <laughs> asked that. Wow. <laughs> I think my greatest accomplishment, I'm going to give one in my business life and in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Wow. In my business life, I think it was buying a duplex in South LA. It was like such a stretch. It stretched me so much because I think the banks, you know, required like 25% down. Mm -hmm. It was just, it stretched me financially. And I think that's where real growth comes from when you stretch yourself and you get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So it was a real stretch to just be able to get this duplex, just the paperwork, the down payment, everything felt like a stretch. And now, and I've had to do a lot of repairs on it because this is a hundred year old house. I've had to redo all the piping, the heater and everything. But now I'm kind of on the other side of all that. And now it's, it's helping me make a great profit every month. And it's like, I just like gutted my way through that. And now it's like such a beautiful, wonderful way to make passive income every month off this uh, duplex. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a huge business accomplishment um, for me. And I would say my personal growth was, I, I always thought I would have marriage and kids, but I didn't really know if I wanted kids. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt like that's what I was supposed to do. I've always been more of a dog lover than a baby lover. (laughs) Me too. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this. So I got married when I was 41. So I'm like, oh my God, if I'm ever going to have kids, I have to do it now. But I married someone and I I didn't trust my intuition that it wasn't the right fit, but I just kind of like made it happen. Mm -hmm. And of course it didn't work out. We got divorced three years later and 
Then I just decided, you know what, if I'm not meant to be married or have kids, that's totally okay. I just want to be happy. Mm. And that's the most important thing. So I went against society's, you know, brainwashing that women are less than unless they're married with kids. And I said, I just want to be happy. So whether that looks like being alone or with someone or just hanging out with like positive, like, like-minded people, I don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. And I truly surrendered it. And then that's when I wrote the book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And I was at this house party and I invited everyone at the party, even people I didn't know to come to my book launch party, which was the following weekend. And someone showed up named Ben and he bought a book and he said, I don't want you to sign the book at the book launch party. I want you to sign it over dinner. Wow. And that was almost three years ago. And now we're getting married at the end of the year on 12, 21, 21 at 12 noon. And it's just been like the most beautiful, easy, loving, romantic relationship of my life. And I never, ever thought it would be that way because before that, it was just a lot of like mm-hmm. fighting and making up and breaking up and, you know, asking my friends, wow, oh, should I have done this? Like just analysis of the relationship and just so much energy I put toward mm-hmm. my love life. And it was just always like I could I felt like I could always figure out money, but I just couldn't figure out love. And they're mm-hmm. both so important. Yeah. And this is finally like now it's the best, easiest part of my life. And it's just I never thought my life would look like this. So That is something I'm really proud of. That is amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy for you. This is great. Amazing. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm really curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? That is a great question. Leaders lead by example. Let's talk about being a not powerful leader. Mm -hmm. You know, a not powerful leader is someone who, for example, let's say that you own a company that is in the health and wellness area, right? So your company is health and wellness, but then you do like a health and wellness sales pitch and then you go to the car and you like chain smoke and you drink like, you know, a rock star. That is not leadership. So to me, leadership is leading by example. So number one thing is to be a product of your product. Whatever you're leading people to do, you be that first and then people will emulate you. It's called having integrity. And I think being a powerful leader means having integrity. Another thing is seeing the greatness in people before they see it in themselves. So a lot of people have low self-esteem. I know I definitely used to. So the great leaders of my life would be like, no, you're a powerhouse. Like you can do this. You can lead. You can be successful. Like you got this. So I think great leaders see greatness in people before Mm -hmm. they can even see it in themselves. I think you feel differently around great leaders. I think um, great leaders are high vibe, meaning they're in like positive thinking They have a great positive mindset. So when you're around someone who's positive and high vibe and has a great mindset, then your mindset automatically shifts just being in the room with them. So I don't think leaders are complainers. I don't think they're negative. I don't think they gossip. I think they have a really, you know, positive, like loving, upbeat mindset. I think that's another Mm -hmm. really important thing. And then finally, they're generous. I think yes. great leaders are really, really generous. They, they, they give of their time. They give of their ideas. They give of their connections and resources. 
they're generous because they really want people to succeed and they have an abundance mindset, meaning there's, there's plenty of success for everyone. There's not a limited amount of success. If, if someone else is successful over there, it doesn't mean there's less, less success for me. Think of it like the, the beach, mm. right? If somebody else has a pile of sand, it doesn't mean there's any less sand for me. There's enough sand on the beach for everyone. So I think it's all about having an abundance mindset rather than a lack mindset. Yes, this is so good. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. So do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience as we wrap up the interview? Sure. I would say life is lived in the day. So I used to be a future tripper. Like I would think mm -hmm. of the future and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to retire yeah. or pay my rent or what's going to happen at the end of the tax season? Like I was always in the future and When you're in the future, it causes you a lot of anxiety because that's what I, I've been in the past. So what I do is I just ground myself in the day. What mm -hmm. am I going to do today to help my business? What are three things I can do today to help my business? Just today. Whatever happens tomorrow is none of my business. Whatever happened yesterday is none of my business. What can I do today to move my business forward? Mm. So that would be my final advice for your listeners is when you feel anxiety, it just means that you're not in the day and the day, just do the day. Today is where your power lies. So keep your head and your heart and your mind in today. Wow. This is like the best <laughs> advice I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> Because I'm guilty of this too. And thank you so much for this reminder. This is amazing. Um, so where can people go to connect with you further online? Sure. I would love them to visit me on my website, RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. And on my website, there's a really fun quiz. It's only two minutes. And it's kind of like a snapshot of those seven areas of life. And you get to figure mm -hmm. out which areas are in balance and which areas are out of balance. So it's a really fun, easy quiz. I would suggest that all your listeners take it because it's great to kind of know what's working and what's not working so you can focus on what to improve. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse um, at Rebecca E. Whitman. So that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-E-W-H-I-T-M-A-N. And those are the places to find me online. Of course, come check out my podcast. It's on all pub, uh, podcast platforms. It's called Balance, Beautiful, and Abundant. And you can also find me on Amazon if you want to check out the book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And I think if you have an Audible membership, it's free. The audio version is totally free. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much again for your time, for being here, for sharing your wisdom. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting you, Anna. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.